Welcome to Love the One You Leash podcast, the home for dog lovers around the world. And don't worry, we've got plenty for your feline friends as well. Be informed, be inspired, love the one you leash and discover what matters most to your dog's health and well-being. Proudly presented by Houndstooth. Only the best natural products for your furry friend and the perfect products for your cat as well. Welcome to our episode of Love the One You Leash. With us today is our brand ambassador, Dr. Katrina Warren, celebrity media vet. Today's topic is Ditch the Itch, where we're going to speak with Dr. Katrina and ask her about her top tips for dealing with dogs with itchy and sensitive skin. There are many reasons why your dog may have itchy skin, and the best way to identify the cause is a simple process of elimination. Now, Dr. Katrina, I'm not sure if you um, are aware, we did our own market research at the Dog Lover Show last year now and researched over a 1,000 people and the most common problem they have as dog owners is dogs with itchy skin. And speaking from experience, one of my major, um, I guess, driving points for, for launching Houndstooth was... Uh, owning a Staffy, Hugo, who had exceptionally um, problematic skin. And over his nearly 14 years, we were in and out of the vet constantly. Um, you know, we're talking 20 years ago when he was a puppy. There wasn't a lot of natural solutions around. Um, there was a lot of heavily medicated products and he was on and off cortisone most of his life, which um, isn't ideal. Um, obviously, there, there's times that dogs need to be uh, or to receive medication to deal with their problem skin. But I always sort of thought there must be some something else that I can do to help. Uh, well, Hugo. And then it, when we purchased Stella, I thought I don't want to go through having another Staffy that has these problems with skin the whole time. And that, that sort of led me to developing Houndstooth and initially our grooming range, um, which was really focusing on dogs with itchy skin. And I guess over your um, many years of experience, you've seen a lot of dogs with itchy skin. You probably have a lot of owners ask you how to treat itchy skin. Like I mentioned earlier, there's many different reasons that dogs have itchy skin. And we'd love to hear some of your thoughts and your top tips on dealing with these problem skin. You're right, Rachel. Itching in pets is one of the most horrible things to owners to watch. It's distressing for the pets, but it's also distressing for the owners to see their to see their pets so uncomfortable. And it is an incredibly common problem. And I think people need to understand that there can be such a huge variety of causes. And often it is just a process of elimination to get to the bottom of of what is causing the itch. The first one that all vets will rule out. And the first thing I say to everyone is make sure you rule out fleas as your source of itch. So in some dogs, one little tiny flea bite can cause a reaction called flea allergy dermatitis. And that can be really excruciating for, for the pet. And one little flea, if you see one flea on your dog, then the chances are extremely high that there are more fleas on the dog because fleas are so good at hiding. Yes. And that can be very problematic. The, the difference 
uh, now to say 20, 30 years ago when I graduated from vet is that the flea treatments are so much better now and there's really no excuse for people not to have their pets treated for fleas. Um, the flea treatments need to break the flea life cycle as well. So just killing the fleas on the pet isn't enough because there's going to be a reservoir um, somewhere in the house or the garden where you've got your flea eggs and your larvae that are going to just continue that cycle. So you need something that's going to break that flea life cycle and also look at thoroughly cleaning your bedding and your house and just getting rid of any opportunities uh, to harbour fleas around the house. So that's the first one and that's one that a vet um, will show you how to look for flea dirt. They're very good at, at showing you and, and letting you know that the flea dirt is like those little tiny black specks um, that you can see sometimes if you brush a dog, often around the base of the tail or on the belly. Um, your cats obviously get it too. And if you have the flea dirt and you think, is that flea dirt? I mean, this is really gross. But yes, I was going to ask you how you identify it, who, what, what advice you'd give our listeners. Yes, yeah, so this is pretty gross, but if you yeah. brush... Um, your pet over a, bit of a paper towel or a tissue and you get what the black specks and you think I wonder if that's flea dirt just pop a drop of water onto that and yes. you will find that it will turn a reddy color suggested blood ah okay that's that's yeah. a fantastic tip it's a, an ugly one but it, it, it does show it you and obviously, if you see fleas jumping on you, so so the summer months, the spring summer months are the traditional time. Um, you know, the environment's right for fleas. They need a certain amount of humidity um, and movement in the environment. So sometimes people's holiday houses, for example, and this could be the case this year yes. where people haven't been able to go to their other locations or houses. The house has been sitting there dormant. The conditions are right for the fleas. You walk in, the vibrations of, the, of your feet, <laughs> get all yes. those eggs touching, you go, wow, there's an infestation. So so fleas are such a big one, um, but one that can be ruled out fairly, you know, fairly efficiently um, by your vet and by using medication. So that's a great one. And, and then it starts getting a little bit more complicated. Can um, I just ask you a few questions on the fleas before we yeah. move on? So I've been provided research in the past that um, in the flea life cycle, most fleas spend about 90% embedding carpet, etc., and they really only spend roughly about 10% on the pet, which yep. I thought was an interesting statistic. This was provided um, to me by um, some people that I was um, uh, work colleagues uh, a few years ago that were ex Bayer and researching um, flea treatments. So I thought that was that sort of opened my eyes because I think a lot of people believe the fleas are on the dog. And yes, it does get on the bedding, but it doesn't spend that much time in the bedding. So it's quite interesting to understand how little time is actually on the dog. But once they're on the dog, then they're all through bedding, carpet, house. <laughs> It's the life cycle, Rachel. Yeah. It's more that it's the eggs and the larvae are, are in the environment. And so when when they hatch, it's the eggs and larvae that are all through your environment. It's the adult fleas that hop onto your pet to because they need the blood. Yes, so yes, they that's need right. Food, they yeah. need food and, and, you know, they can hop across animals as well. Um, yeah. They're horrible little creatures. But, again, I feel that we're very blessed that we don't have to deal with it. I mean, I, I remember as a kid that we used to use horrible bath oh. washes for our pets. It was disgusting yes. and all those flea powders and, and toxic things. So yes. it has become a whole lot easier 
um, to manage the fleas. Yes, yes. Okay. And also, just I should add, just because you've got one pet that's suffering really badly from the flea allergy dermatitis and really scratching and having a tough time, if you have more than one pet in the house, you still need to treat them all. So some pets can harbour a lot of fleas without having that really awful response. Reaction. So, so that can be a bit of a trick. So if you've got multi-pets, then you need to treat the dogs and the cats. Yes, yes, okay. And do the fleas, I'm, I'm very lucky that um, whether it's the blessing of having short-haired dogs, but the Hugo and Stella haven't had fleas at all in all their life, so I've been very lucky. But do they tend to get into our bedding as well? If they're, Obviously, if the animal's sleeping in our bedding, is that an environment they like as well? Yes, you're making me scratch just talking yeah, about <laughs> So, yes, absolutely. Anywhere that your pet is sleeping, they can be, fleas can be dropping eggs into the yes. environment or they can hatch within your bed. So I'm saying that everyone go wash your sheets this weekend. Yes, go and wash your sheets, yes. <laughs> if they haven't had their flea treatment. But I just, I give mine a monthly treatment and I give it on the first of the month. I just put that in my head. So if you miss a day or two, I always go, oh, it's around the first. And yes. so... That's when yes. I, I treat all my animals. Yeah. Yes, that's good to know. So, so if we've dog owners um, eliminated fleas or found out that fleas may be the cause or not the cause, what can be another cause of itchy skin? There are lots of other things that can cause itchy skin. So there's allergies to things like pollens and grasses and things that are in the environment, you know, chemicals and, and things that we can be allergic to as well. And, and often some of our allergies, so I know when I was in Melbourne, I used to get hay fever a lot with the itchy eyes and yes. the runny nose. and It tends to come out in our pets more as itchy skin. It is skin, yes. 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 So often it's a spring issue. And many of the smaller dogs, I think this is another reason, it seems to be quite common in a lot of the oodles and the staffies and the, a lot of the little dogs get the itchy cause as well in the summertime which can be a reaction to the grass so if you know if you can identify that it's seasonal then that's actually not a bad thing because at least you know it is a seasonal and then you can and take um precautions to yes, manage, to manage so it. if it's grass for example you can look at wiping down the pads on the paws every time you come into the house with a with a cloth you can obviously avoid letting them run on those grassy areas. Um, things like wandering dew plant. Oh, yes, one of the worst. shocker for allergies. So that's a kind of ruling out process um, as well. But your vet can guide you through a, you know, a whole lot of things, a, a checklist of what you need to rule out yes. to try and figure out if it is an allergy to something in the, in the garden. And if, uh, you, you know, Hugo was allergic to environmental um, allergens and wandering dew used to be um, the worst for him, especially you know at this time of the year. And it literally, I did have to wash his paws and his belly every single day after I had taken him for a walk. If yep. I had gone in grass areas, I just uh, brought him in and washed them down with a um, well, I'd recommend a goat, you know, one of our goat milk um, shampoos now. But at the time, oatmeal shampoo was available on the market. And just to remove those allergens, even using a pet wipe, it can yep. help. It's just to get those allergens that just sit on the top of the fur and getting to the skin. Yeah. 
And, yeah. and what tends to happen too, which is probably what you experienced too, it does become a vicious cycle because the dogs itch and scratch and then they chew and then that whole skin barrier breaks down. And once the yes. skin barrier breaks down, and this is this is where people need to get on top of it before this happens, is once that skin barrier is, is really broken down, then they're prone to other infections and secondary infections. And then it just becomes this horrible, vicious cycle and then you need antibiotics for the infection. Yes. So if your pet is suddenly suddenly or long-term itchy, it is really worth firstly speaking to your vet but also trying some of the practical things that you're you're suggesting such as wiping them down and using the right kind of shampoos that are soothing to their skins as yes. skin well yeah. yes and trying to if you can avoid the areas that uh, if you can walk them on the footpath and, and avoid as much grass and as much high grass, freshly cut grass, I, I find that helps a lot too. Yeah. I mean, there's also allergies as well to um, proteins and things in their yes. food. Yes. And, that, you know, that becomes then also a process of an elimination diet, which can be quite complicated. So, so an allergy to the food is obviously not going to resolve by wiping down the feet. So you no. need... No. If you know it's a seasonal thing, then that's leading you much more towards it being something like a grass allergy or something that's outside if it flares up in spring. But the food allergies tend to be a bit more year-round, obviously. Yes. And, and again, just trial and error. And I, I think um, that's become more and more common. Uh, that We went through the food issues with Hugo and... I think at the time there was probably one or two uh, food options on the market that were for sensitive skin and yep. changing his protein to um, he was only ever on chicken, which that was okay for him, but it may not work for another dog. And it really is just getting advice from your vet and yep. trialling things as much as you can. Yeah, because it can be protein or wheat or yes. soy or preservative. Yes. So there are a lot of things. I guess it's like people, you know, we've seen this increase in sensitivities um, in people as yes. well and we've seen it in animals. And, you know, I think our lifestyles are very different and what our pets are very different to if they were, you know, in the wild, for example, what a dog would eat naturally. And I think that that's one of the reasons we're also sort of selectively breeding dogs for our own, you know, needs and wants, yeah. but maybe they're not quite as, as hardy anymore. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of factors involved with it. Um, but I know you have spent a long time in your life developing shampoos that are good for sensitive skin. Yes. So you yes. tell me really what you've popped into those. Well, the, the best thing that we found is the goat milk. It's And that has come through. I was born with an intolerance to um, my mother's breast milk, so I was lactose intolerant, and I was brought up on goat milk. So it's always been in my life. Now, that's an internal um, allergy that I had. But then when I had my daughter, I realised how much many products were on the market that were goat milk based for infants and babies to treat eczema and psoriasis. So that's that sort of opened my eyes up to goat milk and I started researching, researching it more and I thought, how could this translate across to dogs, pets? Um, and so I started formulating um, some natural based shampoos with goat milk being the, the major um, ingredient as well as instead of using water, we put aloe vera juice into our um, as our blend for the shampoos and just essential oils and Australian botanicals. 
And I swear the goat milk is in all our shampoos and it's in all our coat sprays. And it's been so successful for it really so many people um, come back and provide us feedback that have used many other different shampoos and haven't been able to get the relief that they get from the goat milk. So I, I believe it's a real winner. I also, um, having the range, our Coco's Blend Rescue and Relief Spray. So I wanted a topical spray that when you see your dog distressed and itching, what could you put on their skin immediately that may help soothe the skin? And that's, that's um, again, based on aloe vera tea tree. It's got very soothing essential oils in it like calendula, which is soothing and healing, chamomile, cucumber. So I always um, liken it to if you have sunburnt and you use aloe vera gel, on your own skin, you get that cooling and soothing effect. And that's that's been fantastic. That's you know, one of our best-selling skin products. It, and it's easy to use. You can apply it as often as you need throughout the day. You're not having to, you know, wash your dog constantly. So it gives you that relief for your dog in between the washes. Um, and that even I use if I've taken Stella for a walk, I come in, wipe her paws down, and, and give a spray of that on her stomach and paws daily at the moment because it, we're in spring and there's lots of uh, allergens around. Um, so, so those products have been, yeah, they're, they're amazing. Um, we've also included in one of our shampoos the hemp seed oil, which is very high in omega oils, and that works um, really well with the goat milk to help reduce the inflammation in the skin too. So that's a very soothing shampoo, especially for dogs that have really, really got that red irritated and almost, um, you know, it's not just itchy, but it's become very inflamed. So that provides a very soothing type of shampoo that you can use with them. And and interesting, when you were mentioning the, the feed, I think once, um, if you've got a dog that's got food allergies and you've, been you know been through the trial worked out what suits your dog the best i would recommend including our hemp seed oil into the food daily that um the omega oils in the hemp seed oil that they ingest also helps reduce the inflammation which in turn helps with the itchiness and it just gives puts a lot more um moisture into the skin and into the coat which is it helps them greatly too for itching Yep, the omega threes are recommended for just healthy skin overall. Yes. yes. So, so that's a really good one. I should just add for caution, really, that if anyone's pet suddenly becomes frantically itchy from nothing yes. to something, then you should go straight to your vet. Yes. So, if they, that is a reaction to something, and and we were just talking about um, briefly, Stella and her obsession with bees, but something when your pet is suddenly intensely itchy, it could be a sting or a bite or a reaction and, and that can be in a medical emergency, particularly yes. if it's around the face. So yes. there's no messing around with that. But if it's a chronic itch or you think that your pet has just constantly got that, you know, slightly uh, itchy skin, then all of these products can be really nice and soothing for them. I agree. And, and I would say hives as well, Katrina. I, I see, I follow quite a few staffy um, groups on Facebook 
And a lot of the staffies break out in hives. And my recommendation to them is always go and see your vet straight away because you don't, you know, the hive, they're, they're reacting to something and need to try and find Ooh. out what it is. It's not just though they've got a little bit of itchy skin. They've had a reaction and which you'd be aware is what you see on the outside in terms of hives, that kind of reaction is going on internally as well. We just can't see it. And it can be quite dangerous for the dog, obviously. Yes, so you need quick treatment on those things. It's, and yeah. that can be a reaction to all sorts of things too. I mean, I remember when Toby was a little tiny puppy, he actually had a reaction um, to one of his vaccines and came out in highs very, very yes. quickly. So, so that's um, that's more of an emergency, but we're talking more about the, just yeah. the itchy. ongoing itchy yes. skin. Another thing to remember too is to make sure you wash your dog's bedding. We talked about carpets and flooring and bedding, but bedding can also harbour dust mites. So yes. If you have an itchy pet, it's a good idea to change that bedding quite regularly or use um, use hypoallergenic bedding. Yes. So wash the beds. I mean, you know I would do a lot of stuff with the snoozer. You want beds that you can pop in the, the washing machine yes. and wash thoroughly and remember to do it. You know, we're all guilty of it. That whole campaign a few years ago about how often do you change your pillows do you remember that campaign? Oh, yes. <laughs> like, how are they years later, we've still got the same pillow. It's well, that, awful. That campaign, I remember seeing the statistics once they did that campaign when they told you about all the stuff that grows on your pillows. I think the increase in sales was through the roof because you just don't think about it. No. So dog bed, unless it smells or, you know, you're one of those people that's constantly washing things, you just sort of forget about it if it's in the corner. So it is really important to make sure you wash all their bedding and their blankets and, you know, if you've got them on blankets in the car and towels and things like that to just keep washing yes. them. That's a good point. Um, it slipped my mind, but I used to wash Hugo's once a week. It was just routine. Every weekend his bed got a wash because it helped with the with the itchiness or to avoid yeah. anything that may cause itching too. And also, you know, if they are distressed and they're itching in their bed, they, they there's a lot of saliva and stuff that goes on onto their bed if they're really getting into their pores and their stomach. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is quite stressful. It's quite stressful. And the licky, the licky, a lot of people don't realise too, they're the licky, licky little, often the little fluffy dogs that lick between their paws, they, that it's constant licking. So they can be licking as a behavioural thing and they can be licking because it's irritated. Yes. So, so you've got to try and figure that out. But, again, if you have a, a dog that is constantly licking in between their toes, it's worth going to your vet because yes. they might need some medication to calm that down while you look at trying to get to the bottom. Absolutely, of the yes, yes. And and I think if they, um, you know, it can be a, a, of what you said, behavioural, it could be an anxious, stressful, nervous thing with them licking their paws and they get in between their toes, obviously, when they're licking it, it's wet, it doesn't dry and then you, you see, especially the um, dogs with the white coats it's very easy to see the the yes. discoloration and the yeast infection that starts building up from them over grooming and licking but um that can lead to all the, you know other issues obviously it's not just itchy skin and it becomes bacterial and um quite distressful for them and one thing i uh, which we um which you briefly mentioned too which i would say is that if you've got a dog that's been itchy um and they've itched so much that they've broken the skin and you've yep. got bleeding, you've got scratching, always recommend to go and visit your vet because they probably need some antibiotics or antibiotic cream so that there's no infection building up in there. 
So Katrina, what about dogs that develop hotspots? Yeah, hotspots are horrible and they're really painful and any dogs can get hotspots, but some breeds like golden retrievers and Labradors are predisposed to getting them. My dear old Riley only ever had one, thankfully, but they can be quite common and often dogs that get one will get them quite regularly. So they look more like a wound and people get distressed by it when they see the size of them. So they start with an itch. And then there's lots of scratching and chewing and that breaks the skin and then the skin kind of oozes and the hair mats around it. It's quite horrible. And as that skin is broken and the bacteria start growing, then it becomes even itchier. So that's that cycle again, the itch and then the scratch. Um, So there's often an underlying cause with the hot spots. So again, it's the, all the things we've talked about: infections, fleas, um, food allergies, and then combined with the warm and humid weather in the, the warmer months. Right. So they've got quite a distinctive appearance because they they appear kind of moist and almost slimy, which is quite disgusting, right? <laughs> it doesn't sound good, and it must be quite painful for the dog. It, it is quite painful. So this is different yeah. to just the general itch, yes. right? This is like yes. a horrible lesion that can, and they can progress very, very quickly. It become so, infected, couldn't it? Yes. yes. So the sooner you get treatment for these, the better because they, they can grow and be quite nasty. Yes. Um, the vet will normally clip the hair around the hotspot. Um or, you know, if you know what you're doing, you can clip that hair around to keep it out and help the area dry out. Yes. Um, yes. And then there's probably use of a, a, um, an antiseptic, but you will need antibiotics to fight any infection. Yes. Which is why you need to speak to the vet. So that would be the thing. If, if you think your dog is, has a hot spot, best to head off to the vet and then you can start working through what the underlying causes might be. You know, sometimes pets too if, can get them under their collars if people don't check under the collars yes. in the summer and they've been swimming and there's friction and... Can, yeah, they're pretty nasty, Rach. Yes, yes. Well, it sounds terrible. And and I would um, suggest if your dog does get hot spots and you are speaking with your vet and you've worked out what the cause is and you're looking at treatment plans, our new Coat Skin and Nails Health Supplement is designed to help increase um, coat growth and strength. So speak to your vet about that and see if that's a natural additive that you can add to the feed once once you've your the hot spots are manageable and it could be an ongoing um, supplement that you can include in the feed to help assist. Yeah. So I guess to summarise what we've talked about, itchy skin is common, more common in spring and summer. Um, from my point of view, rule out fleas first, anything that you need to do. If it's a sudden onset of itch, go to your vet. If it's a horrible lesion or one specific spot that is really narky, definitely head to your vet. Um, But if you have a dog that you know the skin is sensitive, you need to work through figuring out what it might be. And then some of the supportive things that you have, you have um, conditioning, you have fantastic shampoo and conditioning sprays. Yes. That will help soothe soothe the skin. Um, Wipe down your pet's pores as you come in. Yeah, yes, and yes. support the diet with high um, omega-3s, yes. which is 
great with your hemp oil. Yes. What else, Rach? Yes, and our new coat skin and nails. It can also be fed. We've formulated that so it can be fed in combination with the hemp seed oil, and that has got omega oils in it as well, which is also going to help. And that is uh, also targeting to strengthen and growth with the coat as well. I think that I think that summarises it very very well, Katrina. And further summarising what Dr. Katrina has summarised in our podcast today. All our grooming products are formulated with goat milk, which is rich in essential fatty acids and triglycerides. We have found goat milk to be a wonderful um, ingredient for reducing the itch throughout dogs and with their skin. The shampoos that we'd recommend best for itchy skin is our Stella's Blend Number 2, which also contains Manuka Honey essential oil. And the Manuka Honey helps with the itch and irritation as well as our hemp shampoo, which helps reduce the inflammation through the skin. Either of those shampoos, combined with our Cocoa Blend Number 4 Rescue and Relief Spray, which contains ingredients of aloe vera, cucumber, blended with essential oils of tea tree, lavender, chamomile and calendula, specifically blended with virgin coconut and Australian almond oil, which sprayed directly onto the skin will help soothe and heal the dog's itchy skin. We also recommend that you feed out hemp seed oil, which is high in omega-3, 6 and 9 oils. Omega oils are very good for conditioning the coat and helping to reduce the inflammation in the skin, which will also help reduce the itch. We also have our new supplement, our coat skin and nail supplement, which is targeting coat growth, strength, nail strength and shine through the coat. It's a natural blend of Australian Omega oils, DHA, collagen, New Zealand green lip muscle, biotin, silica, magnesium and zinc. Also formulated with milk thistle and selenium, which will help condition your dog's coat, skin and nails. If you head to our website, we have our Ditch the Itch pack, which is available to purchase online, which puts a combination of our top selected products for itchy skin and to help ditch the itch. Thank you for joining us in our episode of Love the One You Leash. Thank you for listening to Love the One You Leash, proudly presented by Houndstooth. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. Find out more about who we are and what we do at houndstooth.com.au.